0: this is jason m it's jason k and this is context free jason k is wearing a board game geek Han shirt twenty seventeen. It's uh full of Norse mythology and little spinny little things. He looks very Viking ish sort of. I think it's my only Viking shirt. It's your only Viking shirt? Yeah. You didn't get any in Iceland or anywhere? You have no no No, although
1: my, my grammar school, my uh the the school I went to, Saint Eugene from first to eighth grade, our mascot was the Vikings. Really? So I'm hmm. sure I had some Viking shirts. Back gym Jim, uh gym shirts or yeah dodge pe whatever dodgeball shirts dodgeball shirts yeah i'm sure i had some viking stuff back <laughs> then um i'm pretty sure this is the only viking paraphernalia i have right now
0: so, is is, it, uh, is it, are you only allowed to play Viking games at BGGCon? No,
1: they, I don't know why they even bother putting these themes. Uh, maybe they just do it for the shirt. It has nothing to do with anything.
0: W- were they all Viking related or was it just L- you get no, a just, selection? Well, when you
1: go to the hotel, the, the staff, because the entire hotel is taken over by the right, con, the, right. the staff are wearing theme related shirts. Mm-hmm. Last year it was, I think it was like Wild West or something. <laughs> Um, but it, it has nothing to do with anything. It's not like there's some big inflatable Viking or something. <laughs> there's no, uh, I, as far as I can tell, they just do it so that they can make some posters and shirts and sell them and raise right. some cash, which I'm cool with.
0: Yeah, no, so, it's, it's, uh, it's and a cool I think shirt. It's kind,
1: of, it's kind of a cool shirt. So yeah, I like it. I didn't get one last year cause I'm not a big, I don't really go for the wild west theme. It's not a theme that I,
0: you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't have a, a personal relationship no. with, uh, gunfights and
1: i've never been drawn to the to the westerns or or that Mm -hmm. type of thing no Mm -hmm. um i don't know what the thing i don't even know if they had themes i've only been the last two years So,
0: all right you're not a gunslinger fan it's fine no but
1: it was almost about a month ago now so it's been a bit okay because i think we last time we recorded was right before i went and it was the weekend before Thanksgiving. And you, you processed in Dallas, it. Now. Dallas, Texas. You processed it. I did. So I went with uh, Ryan and Chris, who are two of the three guys on the Out of Game podcast. Okay. Um, they're out of uh, Chicago. And so we met, we met up there in Dallas. Got there about, about the same time. And I would say we played, I don't know, 90 to 95% of, of what we played, we played. Played together, the three of us. So that was, you know, a big part of our experience, just figuring out, teaching each other different games. I think we played like maybe 20 titles or so. No, oh, so I got there Wednesday night, left Sunday morning. So I think we played one thing Wednesday night, or I did, and then nothing Sunday morning before we left. So Jeez. it was primarily Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And uh we didn't go outside for three days. So
0: you mostly so the, the the main part of this con, it sounds like, is choosing stuff from the game library and playing it. Is that is that really what you do? Yeah,
1: that is pretty close. So there's I would say there's really three ways that people are playing games. They're either playing stuff that there's a hot games area where they have like probably twenty games that are new, just came out this year. Okay. And so they, the reason they do that is because those aren't really available for retail for the most part, oh, so these are so you
0: can see them and play them see and-
1: them, but play them, yeah, they may have they're very the whole con is very anti um uh, people just like running demos in the gaming area, they're like try to leave that to be like let people play what they want to play and not i mean you can they'll run demos in the. The hall where they have the, the the publishers and
0: stuff. The selling, place. the selling
1: place. Exactly. You can demo in the selling place. Do you get? Do you but have not a, in the playing place? Do you have a
0: lanyard with the, the, that that you, you get stamps on, and you get so many stamps, you get like a free chocolate or something. Is so there, there, is a, there is
1: a there is a lanyard, uh, <laughs> but it's not like that. I think there's probably something where you can go and take it to publishers and get something. Right. But I don't. I don't know. So, there's a big raffle at the end where right. they have. Um. So it's about three thousand people, just to say. So it's about but it's something it's, like that. It's
0: subdivided. Like there is a there is a room with booths, right? There's a room with booths where people are selling and or kind of demoing and or yes, the vendor halls. That's vendor hall. That's, that's what I was one. trying
1: to think of. There's two vendor halls. So there's there's two vendor halls that are. Um, and this is not at a convention center. This is just at a a hotel in the airport,
0: mm-hmm. right? So it, literally inside the airport. Yes. Do you have, do you have to go through security?
1: No, but no, 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 no. <laughs> but it's, it's, so put it this way. You can, I walked from baggage claim to the hotel. Crazy. Okay. So it's, yeah. Um, it'd be like the hotel at DIA. Got it. Right. Got it's it. like that. Um, or there's a Hilton at O'Hare, for instance, where they, people have conventions that it, it, it's good and bad. Um, it's, it's a good thing in that you don't have to deal with the transportation, et cetera. It's a bad thing in that there's nothing to do except what's in it really limits your entertainment options, food options, et cetera. So that's kind of, right. I would say a negative, you're not
0: Ubering places and doing fun things and coming back.
1: No. And especially where, where DFW is, it's not really mm-hmm. close. You know, it's not, it's not that close to, to things. It'd be kind of like if you went to a thing at DIA, well, what would you do if you did, you know, would you go on Tower Road? I mean, you would right. have a lot of options. Um, but yeah, so there's the vendor halls. And what I, what I meant to say is that it's not a convention center. This is, you know, basically the ballroom and meeting room areas mm-hmm. of a place. So think of it like that. Okay. Right. So they have, they have a couple of vendor halls. They have uh, the main ballroom, which is just all tables. The entire thing is just all tables. And that's the main playing area. That's Got where, it. like, the hot games are. And then they have... Um, another wing where they have rooms so they'd be like, okay, if people want to organize their war games or whatever, kind of the area of certain genres of games, Mm -hmm. like war games being one where those people will tend to Congregate. I don't mean those people like in any derogatory <laughs> those way. I mean the war people that want <laughs> the people that want to find other people to play war games will congregate right. there as opposed to congregating in the general playing area where you have to deal with people playing dexterity games or right.
0: party games. So it's or it's whatever. it's miniatures on, on large tables. Is that what you no, mean? No, I games? mean
1: more no more like hex encounter type okay. cardboard chits and got it, got it. yeah, the sort of stuff that I do in my Tuesday night group a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I don't do a lot of the hex encounter, but a lot of those style GMT games, um, etc. Academy that you know, a lot of the victory point, a lot of those war game publishers. Um so there's that area. And then on every floor, this hotel has a has the room kind of like by the ice machine. You know, it's like a small room. And that room though all of those rooms will have people just kinda going for a quieter spot. Right. So we play sometimes we'll just play up there. Because it's nicer because, you know, it gets really loud when you're talking about that entire yeah, ballroom, right? Yeah. Um, so you can go up there, <laughs> check a check game out of the library, and um, I think there's 11 or 12 floors. And so each of those, and those are small rooms. Those are rooms that are like the size of uh, your living and room and kitchen area. So right. it's like this sort of space. It yeah.
0: doesn't get too loud. You can actually participate.
1: And the, and the general idea there is that if you're going up there, you know, you're going to – it's not like you can't talk, but you're not going to – be playing something that's really rambunctious and and whatnot. Um but the the big draw, right, I think the reason why people go to this con and not something else, like the reason you would go is because of the library, right? Mm -hmm. And they have over two thousand games in the library, all in this large room. I think I've shown you a picture last year and it's Mm -hmm. just shelves. I mean the the shipping or I guess that's why it's there because the guy's in Texas, but just the driving, like, I don't, is this all in a pod? Like, I don't know how this stuff is stored the rest of the year. Um, but the, the best part about this is that you, a lot of cons, I think you have to bring the stuff you want to play, Mm -hmm. right. Or, and there is some, I I did actually play a game of PAX Renaissance that I had organized ahead of time because there's a whole, uh, forum on beat on dot com where you can, you know, people will post. I want to play this on Friday at seven PM. Right. Please sign up. You know, right. so it's not the best system in the world, but <laughs> it works. So I played a game of that. Um, it's a nice way for people to play things that uh, you don't want to just look for random players. You want to find people that kind of maybe already know the game or or whatever. Um, and, but the the what I was going to say the the really great part is you can just be thinking of something like I want to play X, like I want to play Cyclades or I want to play some game. And it's like, Hey, let's go check out the library. And even better, they have a thing where you can register, you can subscribe on Twitter and you'll get a notification when it's checked back in because they like scan your badge. Right. Of who has it checked out? Um, so that ability to play things you don't own, play th- things that you'd heard of, uh, coordinate with people, coordinate with people without having to bring it and coordinate ahead of time right. is really, is really great.
0: Is there a lot of drop-ins or do you kind of have your whole gaming experience planned ahead of time?
1: I think that's a good question. I think some people, uh, it depends on the person. I I think some people plan out their entire weekend of like, this is what they're going to do and it's highly scheduled. Um, I only had the one thing scheduled. The only things I had scheduled was that one game and then I had a couple, I wanted to go to the, the, the flea market thing where people just have these tables and it's just, right you know here's my table of stuff with sticky notes of their prices
0: so you scheduled your one thing and then you hung out with your friends playing whatever everybody wanted to play that's what that's the that's the social experience right like you can you can you can regiment yourself as much as possible or you can hang out and
1: yeah and i think some people you know are more into just playing with random people i played a couple games it's just mm-hmm. randoms right it was like earlier in the morning
0: <laughs> just randoms those randoms.
1: well because they have these looking for players flags yeah, yeah 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 so people put something up or if it's early enough in the morning you can at the hot games area someone's just sitting around reading the rules you're like oh can i
0: so you could join? show but you could show up to this and not know anybody you Is, could show up and yeah, not know anybody yeah. yeah
1: yeah and then depending on you know you'd have to have a different level of tolerance for
0: good and bad experiences if you did that you could show up and be an introvert nerd and actually play games with other people you could and coordinate that right you could some of them may not be your kind of gamer and that's what meeting new people is all about yeah so okay
1: yeah and which is great you know the the whole looking for for players idea i think really um really helps with that. And the fact that, that the whole thing is, is around board gaming, you don't feel like you have to be in the know right. to have a good
0: time. You're, you're not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're... Yeah. Okay. So you're with your people to a certain extent.
1: Yeah. And I was just... Like I said, I was just with two. I could, I could see going on my own. I don't think I'd have nearly as much fun. Oh, yeah. No. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun being able to um, have people that you have a good time. They're kind of on the same... Uh, just on the same level in terms of what they want to play. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, Ryan and I, we we strategized for a month ahead of time of, of like, <laughs> you know, of course, we made this huge list of things that we wanted to play, and we played maybe four of them. Right. But that's part of the fun. Yeah. Right? It's the like,
0: anticipation. This, of- yeah, it's like making oh, a list for Santa, right? It's <laughs> yeah. like,
1: it's it's putting together your wish list, and then uh, seeing, seeing what you get to do. But we had some good ones. We had some really good moments. Uh, we played this game... Clash of Cultures, which uh, I was taught uh, recently at my Tuesday night group. It's a Civ style game. Yeah, so yeah. it's like you're, you know, think think of it as like Civ up until Gunpowder right. type of thing. It's an okay. early type of thing, uh, early era. It's it's a... Usually we can play it on the Tuesday night group. We, I mean, our group only runs from 6 to 10, so teaching and whatnot, we can play it in three hours. I was teaching Ryan and Chris how to play. Um, so, it, I mean, we it took us longer to play so i mean we ended up playing that game till like 2:30 in the morning hmm. so it was a really long time that we played but we were, we didn't want to quit we were having a, a lot of fun um you know they it was a lot of fun for me because as you know i like i like teaching games that people then enjoy and it's a it's a thrill for me i get a lot of joy out of that of of, of teaching something And then seeing that people are like, Oh, I really like this. Like, that's a good time. And then I could tell they were having a good time with that. And, uh, you know, like they talked about on their, on their show. So that was, that was definitely a highlight, um, um, for, for, for me, just both in terms of teaching and, and playing, uh, played kind of a mix. Didn't play very much really new stuff. Um, only, only a couple things, uh, really. And then there were a couple games that, uh, Ryan and I played last year that we were trying to turn into a tradition Oh, where we played last year, had a good time. And you know, sometimes those things don't always repeat that it doesn't, <laughs> it, it doesn't repeat in terms of the same, like this was amazing, but I think that's just, uh, that's just sort of how it goes. But yeah, I taught, uh, taught quite a few and, um, it was, it was a good time. I really, I really look forward to going every year and it, it's totally the right sort of con for, for me, because it's all board games. Right. So it's, there's not like a big cosplay thing or I, mean, I have nothing against cosplay, but it's like, it's not, it's not <laughs> like it doesn't have all these other distractions.
0: You're not going to wear your meeple suit next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's all just, you know, um, and I think that's kind of what it's, what it's for. Um,
0: do they have a cruise? Do they have like a,
1: there are board game cruises. I don't think BGG runs a cruise one. They run a spring one. That's a more family oriented.
0: Got it. So you can bring your family and.
1: Well, it's more. It's. I think it's more. More like uh, you know, bring your. Don't bring your three year old, but you know, bring your your eight year old or your twelve year old or whatever. There's. I mean, I probably saw two kids under eighteen. Right. There's, or maybe three, and not very many.
0: Um. So this is a don't bring your kids. You could. I just. You could. But you could. It's not the culture.
1: It's not the culture. I think the spring one is a little bit more the culture.
0: Got it of, uh,
1: of bringing them. I've thought about going to spring one. we're actually going to go to, or not, I don't know where, but I'm planning on going to Genghis Khan, which uh-huh. is local in Aurora nice. in February, which is war gaming or I think that one's a little bit more of a pan gaming type of thing. I think it's, um, I think that I haven't been to it before, but I think it's probably some role playing, probably some miniatures, some board gaming as well. I'd like, to. I, I just, it's, I've, I've been hesitant to go to any of the local ones before because those previously would have been something where I would have been showing up
0: on my own. Right. So now, you know, And
1: now I, now that I, I've, you know, we we have a, a Tuesday group that I, through meetup where I know some people. Um, now the fact that like, oh, okay, some of them are going, that feels a little bit more natural. Like, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll organize some games. And I think that's more of that standard experience of, of lining that up. But I was really hesitant. I mean, for as you know, for as long as I've been into the hobby and for, you know, the size of collection I have and for as much as I pay attention to it, the fact that the first time I went to a a dedicated event like this was last year, I is a little surprising. Like I feel like I should have went yeah. previously because it's it's a lot of fun and and uh it's it's totally it's just it feels like it's made for me yeah. like you just like i think Ryan the, the, the term ryan uses you're just mainlining for mm-hmm. for three days mm-hmm. just like right in the vein and that's all you're and that's all you're doing i think that describes it perfectly so
0: so yeah, you, had, you had a terrible time everything was awful i got a shirt yeah you got a shirt uh-huh no so it seems it I made se- a
1: bunch of trade and not but i made some i made like three trades yeah, which were arranged ahead of time, so that was cool. Yeah, yeah. So you, um, you, picked you, up a few things. So my my suitcase was pretty full, you know, <laughs> on the way home. Doesn't need to be. Uh, certainly, I, I need to be, get a little bit more judicious about what I'm buying. So oh, I, think, I, really? I think we're we're turning a corner.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You're gonna get, you're gonna focus a little more on quality, and
1: or are you saying I don't?
0: No, I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to I'm trying to figure out how you're I'm trying to figure out what the metric is that's that's changing. I think the
1: metric that's changing is uh, figuring out what if i'm gonna buy something what's the hole it's filling that's not to not buy things that effectively are redundant
0: yeah no duplicates yeah, yeah. games that are the same effectively experience
1: yeah if, if a group is going to more or less have the same experience and i'm going to play it with the same people and we're going to have the same type of time right you know what is this bringing that's different
0: mm-hmm. right
1: like like you know um if, if for instance I want to play something with with you guys that has this um that th- like that's why I got Dead of Winner, because I hadn't played it, but I was like, oh, I think this'll fit because here's a sort of game where it's sort of cooperative, but there's also this other aspect to it. So I think that this offers a different twist than us playing Pandemic Legacy.
0: Yeah, and, so, and so that's what I'm talking about. Right, right, right. And you could contrast that with the other kind of hidden trader games and that the trader dimension wasn't it didn't take over the game in in, in in the ways that it can and some of the other ones. So it's not the only dimension to the game.
1: So yeah. What was your take on, uh, we did get to play it once.
0: Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was fun. I, um,
1: you said you'd played it before.
0: I had, and I didn't realize that I had until we, uh, we kind of g- started going through, through the rules and I, and I, I realized that I played it a, a year or two hmm. ago. It feels like, it feels like a while ago. um, you know, I, I, I liked it. I, I like the theme. I I don't like having to take out a trash as a mechanism of a game. Like, it feels like there's a way that Monopoly just feels oppressive. You're like, oh, God, this is my life. I have to go pay my mortgage every time I go around the board. This is so terrible. And, and, and so I know it's a theme thing, but I'm just like, oh. Well, that was
1: my question. My question was going to be, do you not like, I'm not, I, I don't know that I have much of an opinion on the trash mechanic in Dead of Winter. And, and what that is, is it's basically when you're playing cards, it's the game putting something in place so that you can't uh, use too many resources, I, I guess. it's That's right. kind of what, what's happening there. But do you not like it as the thematic way they described it? Or would you have rather they just said generically, like, you can't have more than 10 cards in the discard pile or else something bad happens? Um, zombies come out of the, the discard pile or something. You know,
0: I don't know. I think it was the theme. I think the okay. fact that it was taking out the trash, yeah. just like your subconscious is telling you, this is terrible. Why are you taking out the trash for fun? You feel like you're wasting came, your time. Yeah. Why am I doing that? Um, I I just, I don't know. I, I, I And I, I think it's completely irrational. <laughs> yeah, But I thought it was kind of funny um, that you have that kind of reaction. I don't know. I, I also like that you're Kind of incentivized not to care about your your characters a little bit.
1: Oh but, yeah, but but
0: yeah. Then everyone really was conservative and cared about their characters a lot, or most everyone, right? Um,
1: not like we are with Pandemic Legacy. No, Goodness.
0: no, yeah, we're a little too constrained in that. But I I thought it was funny <laughs> that you could see that tension that people were like, eh, I don't want my guy to get in trouble, right? When when you just get another one once you die, like it seemed. Yeah. Seem pretty funny. Well, um,
1: and that happens in pandemic legacy. But I was the first one to vocalize the fact of you know I think we can use being exposed to the plague as a resource rather than something to be avoided at every cost. How,
0: th- that's true, but you lose your jobs, right? Like the initial characters all have these special abilities, and when you when one but of taking those dies one off, exposure is not the end of the
1: world. I know. Is, is what yeah, I was trying to say. It's true. It's true. It's true, I'm not saying we should, you know, but they are you know scrub ourselves in the play,
0: <laughs> but they are limited resources, right? So, you're yeah, and an unknown amount of resources, and what's worse, an unknown amount of unlimited resources like life, just don't know, yeah, you you're lose your, lose be, your character. Gogolicious is still alive, though, so everything's fine,
1: <laughs> right? Um, oh, and I, yeah, just an, as an aside, I do, I don't know, it made me smile, uh, quite a bit. That we got to name our new Hayman, Haven, Gloomhaven. Yeah, Gloomhaven. which was,
0: hmm. which, which you was know fantastic. you know what's bad though, probably two thirds of every person, every group that's playing Pandemic Legacy has named a Haven, Gloomhaven. Probably. I feel like I feel like we're not in the minority on this. I we feel like we're clever, but I don't think we're very clever.
1: I wonder if somebody has a has a uh, they should do a poll or you know collect the data on what did everyone name their havens? Just yeah. sort of see what. No, comes that would be up. good. This That'd should be
0: good. a Twitter tag or something that. People are posting. I think
1: I'm going to go look on
0: uh, Pound. My haven was.
1: I'm going to go look on BGG.com, and if yeah. that thread isn't started, I'm going to start it. There you go, and then we can collate all the data. Which people call their havens. <laughs> yeah,
0: we yet an, we need another BI tool for our our game information. <laughs> right. With talking a
1: little bit about the trash and data Winter, though, that that got me thinking that would be a an interesting conversation for the future. Is just in general having a talk about theme in games and how much. When does it hurt? When does it help? Some people care about it a lot. Some people don't care about it at all. Um,
0: well, I mean, Monopoly sells a lot of uh, different Monopoly boards based on theme, right? Like it's it's definitely a big thing in the market. Whether or not it's well, a that's, game that's thing a different actual type be- of theme. Um, yeah, yeah, sort of.
1: So that's like calling Simpsons Monopoly thematic. I would disagree with.
0: Okay right is it because it doesn't affect the gameplay in any way shape or form
1: yeah i, I guess i'm talking about theme is, is theme is like when you feel like you're doing i mean yes you're you're playing with dice and cardboard i understand you're, <laughs> you're never really doing the thing unless the game is about playing a game okay it's fine <laughs> unless it's about stacking cardboard oh, but man. but do the mechanics agree with what it's supposedly right about that that's what i'm talking about do you
0: feel game. valiant when you're doing the dragon slaying right versus when you know yeah
1: yeah or you know flipping
0: over a piece of wood
1: or if you're playing like war of the ring or something and you're the the good guys do you really feel as though you're trying to get the ring to mount doom i mean obviously you're not but do the mechanics sort of give you the illusion in in, a, in an immersion level i mean it's the same way when you play a video game right if right. you if you're playing a video game you're sitting there just manipulating your thumbs and your index fingers
0: oh. right that's all
1: you're doing um
0: but you get an emotional reaction. But you get it, You
1: get this reaction of what you're doing. Does it feel thematic or not?
0: Right. I so want you to play the beginning of Last of Us and then hate me forever. That's what I want you to do. <laughs> Which one is that again? Um, it Last of Us is uh, is uh, is the naughty naughty dog game that uh, it's kind of a survival horror esque uh, sort of thing. It's a scary game. Um, I mean, there are scare. There are kind of jump scare ish things okay. and and tension, uh, in the game. It's kind of a zombie-ish mm-hmm. universe. Um, but that's not the main. That's not what makes the game the game. But why am I going to hate you for playing it? You'll see. Is it like Saw? No, no. It's okay. just emotionally manipulative, right? Oh, okay. In a in a way that I don't want to do, go. To I don't want I don't want to d- go to theme. Anything with Saw, I don't want to. There's do. no Saw. Okay. There's no Saw. Like I don't There's there's a little gore, but there's no Saw. Yeah not it's not it's not, that's not, it's not torture porn or something. Yeah, I don't,
1: like that. it's not it's that's no. well, very so, much a turnoff game.
0: So there's a game now I'm blanking on it, but there's a game that it's all like naked murder people. And I, 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 I didn't know this ahead of time and I bought this oh it's a zombie game and it and then I'm I'm I just gave up. Hmm. <laughs> like, okay. It's all naked murder people game. Not not for me. But that's not, not Last of Us at all. But 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 going to theme you're moving your thumbs yeah. and lights are flashing on the screen right yeah um versus you know you're you're playing a board game or whatever and it i it does make a difference and it's strange sometimes that it does in the way that it does
1: yeah and also the sense of accomplishment that you get out of what you're doing yeah. or does it just feel like oh well i rolled some dice and i moved around
0: and i sat at my table
1: and nothing really happened yeah um so that yeah i think i think that'd be interesting we could talk about some of our our thematic things We're like I, one other thing i wanted to ask about because i mentioned the, the genghis con oh which i was going to in february oh. or planning to go um i don't think you've ever been to a gaming con correct i have not right
0: would would you go i might i'm i would i would consider going let me put it that way well, wait, what what um, things would need to be true it would need to be centered around board gaming. I I have I have friends that enjoy those sort of uh, you know you set up a giant table of fake trees and miniatures, kind of me- miniatures and mech warrior things and that sort of stuff. Forty K Warhammer, 40K, right? That and then I I I enjoy a pretty miniature, but I have no desire to play those sort of games. Sure. Um, so it would just need I would need to be relatively confident that i'm going to play this sort of games like board game sort of things that i would actually enjoy um but yeah okay. and, I, and yeah but what I, if
1: i said come with me on saturday this is what we're planning on playing yeah yeah you would i ch- you would I, go I, I probably
0: i probably would no i'm i'm not opposed to that i'm definitely opposed to going by myself to something like that sure. as, as sure. you said before yeah um Cause I I uh, I have this love hate relationship with cons. Like when I know people there and I'm going to have a good experience, but like hanging out at a con or listening to people talk meta about board games, I I don't know. I don't know. What does that mean? Talk meta? About well, board games? so I I go to a lot of. Uh, I feel like that's something I, go I, to like, I might do. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, I might enjoy it. I don't know. Uh, a lot of the cons that I go to, like sci-fi cons and that sort of thing involve a lot of like, we're going to talk about. You know this theme and science fiction. Are you talking about a panel discussion. Yeah, oh, yeah, that okay. sort of thing. Like that's why I asked, kind of what was in the BGG world. Uh, like, and it's all like you sit and you play games all day, right? It's very participatory. Yeah. There's
1: a few other things. Like, I actually am disappointed that we didn't do the puzzle but you, thing.
0: You filtered them out mentally.
1: <laughs> I did, I did, but I missed. We missed signing up for the puzzle hunt.
0: Oh, the thing that you said was super awesome. Yes, yeah, and time. we didn't do it, oh, and that no. was a that was
1: a letdown. Just because we had such a good time with that last year, right. we, even though we were absolutely horrible at it. Um, but
0: you were really impressed with the, the blown game away. design last blown year. Blown away
1: with the puzzles yeah. that, that the guy... And it was one guy that came up with all these puzzles. Wow. And I was, I was totally, like, utterly impressed. And I we missed doing that this year because the sign-up filled up and then, and then we didn't get to do it. And I thought that that was a, a really neat event and... I'm bummed that we didn't uh, we didn't do it again.
0: But there were so so going back to BGG there are panels, there are like panel events or There I not there's really. like three. <laughs>
1: not, yeah, there might be. There might there, there's a few other things that people have. Um, there might have been maybe one or two panels. It's that, that's not it's not like when you go to like Comic-Con and there's these panels yeah. of yeah.
0: Of people it's not like people that all. people describing their experience of no yeah yeah well i mean i'm
1: oh, sorry they do have one thing that i have not been to but they have a, a place for people to do like their five minute elevator pitch on their design ideas okay to publishers yeah. a, a speed dating t- yeah, style yeah, yeah, thing yeah, yeah. i haven't seen it but they have that which is not a panel but it's another event
0: Okay. Yeah. So many of the things I go to are, are, are fiction or, or, uh, occasionally I get dragged to kind of a TV show, like comic con sort of things. Mm-hmm. And that those are mostly so focused around, you know, people's personalities and the, the, the kind of TV show experience and, you know, listening to, uh, you know, some random person from some random show talk about the experience and letting people kind of, I don't know. I, I, I'm a little allergic to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so in my mind, that's what cons means sometimes. And I'm like, ugh, I, I don't know if I'm gonna have a good time doing that. But yeah, if we actually go and play games, I probably would have a good time. So to read, that
1: would be the point. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm all about getting, uh efficient game playing time <laughs> getting, in
0: getting your main getting your veins filled with as much cardboard as possible. Yes. <laughs> that's that's,
1: oh. that's what I like to do. It's uh <laughs> I've been I've been playing a lot. It's been it's been a good gaming year, without that's a doubt. Good. Without a doubt. That's good. A lot of good stuff. Um for sure. And I've had a uh my son and I we pulled out uh, crokinole again the other day. Oh wow crokinole.
0: Is, All which, right you now you have to explain what that is. Which
1: I forgot how <laughs> much damn fun that is. It's just it's it it just takes all the other flicking games and just says go home.
0: So Crokinole is a flicking game. Why don't you describe it? No, is? I can't. I don't remember the details well enough. You have these little these little wooden disks. Disks and you're right. you're flicking them at things, right?
1: Yeah, like, it's kind of like curling shuffleboardy right. style game, right? It's played on a circular board.
0: You you have a like a a two and a half foot in diameter board whatever it is
1: yeah and it's it's got pretty large and it's got three different uh concentric circle Mm -hmm. areas Mm -hmm. right and it's and it's in uh, you have your quadrant where you shoot from so you can play up to four people you play teams and there's pegs around the inner concentric circle and there's a hole in the middle that's perfectly sized for the wooden discs to be flicked into so like like curling not that uh most listeners probably like curling as much as I do. <laughs> I have a very bizarre <laughs> curling. Uh, I really like curling. For do you reason. have a
0: shirt? Do you have a curling shirt to go I with don't. your biking
1: shirt? I don't. If you I should. if I live near, I, I really like watching curling. I don't know why. Um, but Crokinole is kind of like curling in that the way that it's scored is, you know, you're, you're trying to get the, the, the closest to the center of of the center I don't know right. bullseye or yeah. whatever right and they're going to they're going to cancel each other they're going to cancel each other out in terms of, of what you score so you're trying to get those those most points so the if you get anything into the center hole that's going to be 20 then 15 10 and 5 Got is it. how that is how that's going to work and the the rules are is right you would be like well why don't you just put it in the center every time and i mean sure you would try to do that there's these metal pegs that get in your way and frustrate the crap out of you right. uh, but the the two rules <laughs> that keep you from always going for the center every time are that if your opponent has a piece on the board, you have to move one of their pieces by flicking. So if one of their pieces is off to the side, you can't aim at the center. Mm-hmm. You have to aim at their piece, hopefully, ideally, knocking their piece into the gutter, like you know, off the board, and getting your piece into a a good position, right? Um,
0: which is closer to the center. Which is
1: closer to the center. And then if you if your opponent has no pieces on the board then you have to, you can't just like flick it an inch and just have it on your side and make it annoying for them. You have to move something that's in that inner <laughs> 15 point circle. And if you don't, then it goes off the board. So those things, both of those two very simple rules keep the game uh, from being broken. Right. Effectively. And 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 make sure that everyone's playing towards the center and playing towards where where the other people are. And other games try to put Flicking wooden pieces and and do different things with them. I mean, pitch car is probably my second favorite flicking game. It's basically you have played that, right? Mm-mm. Oh, it's uh, it's the same exact pieces that you'd have in crokinole, except it's a whole uh, race track, huh. and you set it up and it's modular. No, you never play. Oh, no. I have to pull it out sometime. Oh gosh, yeah, it's it's a great. We set it up on the whole table, right? And <laughs> uh, and uh, and you you you're flicking around it has little jumps and good grief yeah it's it's a lot of fun for for a group and you can play like you know eight people it's you know you can kind of hold your drink in the left hand flick with your right hand <laughs> style of game it's a lot of fun uh that's probably my second favorite but there's other things like flick them up which i think is it's like a wild west theme there we go with the wild west theme. there you go wild west themed flicking game I, I think it's too much bother for what it is it's just like let's just play a Flicking games need to basically have no explanation. Just right. like go around the track, go towards the center. You should be able to describe a dexterity game, in my opinion, in three minutes or less. Right. If it the takes rules. more than that, you're you're you have got the wrong crowd.
0: Well, the rules shouldn't be complicated. Shouldn't either. be complicated. Yeah. yeah, so there's a lot of
1: different flicking games. Um, Segwaying quickly into a <laughs> different type of flicking game that I'm very excited about, <laughs> which we uh, uh, met the designer of. It's called. Uh, mars i'm gonna get it wrong i think dennis hoyle's the 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 designer he's got it on it's just the kickstarter finish it's called like mars tabletop open wow i'll show you a picture and it's it's a different type of flicking so you you ever played like paper football right that style thing so it's that but it's a golf okay and so the the box is the hole and he's and he's got these little paper and plastic um little triangular things that kind of sit on it's it's kind of like a domed um piece of paper and plastic and you can flick it you can you know, they curve and it looks brilliant because it's like okay a dexterity game that does not involve <laughs> flicking wood and that does not involve you know trying to balance wooden pieces on top of other wooden pieces mm-hmm. which is you know so many dexterity games are one of those two style of things um and so what he's got here is a really simple idea um you know I got to play out he had some demos uh, and uh just He's developed. I haven't played any of his games before, but I was really uh, just excited. I had actually backed his Kickstarter before I met him. Ryan, he's a you know friend of Ryan's, and uh, it just sort of happened. I was like, oh wow, I saw that Kickstarter, and I thought it looked great, and then you know it just sort of worked out. So that's that's a flicking game that I hope he succeeds because he's trying to do something different,
0: right? Innovation in the flicking game category,
1: dexterity game, dun dun dun, yeah.
0: Wow. All right. I finished Witcher 3. <laughs> Congrats. Oh, God. Uh, I did while. it without my help. I did it without your help. I didn't actually have to play the game, the card game. The Gwent. The Gwent. The Gwent? Gwent? I think that's what it's called. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't finish all my missions, but that's did okay. Did you win? Um, I got the, the middle ending. Oh. And um, so if you, are, if, you, if you were to, to play this game, make sure before you get about three quarters of the way through that you look up which decisions to make to get which endings. Why? Because there are kind of three random conversations with your, uh, uh, pseudo adopted, witch daughter in the game that you have that determine basically which ending you're going to have. Right? right. So you're doing all this stuff in the game, but why should we, why should I want to get a certain ending? no no because it's like you you spend 75 hours on a game it's nice to have the non crappy ending Wait, oh, okay. <laughs> <and> like <laughs> i feel like i feel like i earned the good ending and i got the okay ending at least i didn't get the bad ending or huh. i would be i would be mad i got the okay ending everything's mm. moderately all right but not particularly good until witcher 4 comes it's a little sad mm. yeah until witcher 4 comes oh my gosh but it was fun i have still have the two expansions left but i have uh I'm, I'm going to save those on my PS4 hard drive and and embrace the expansion someday when I feel motivated to spend another 40 hours of, of Witcher gaming.
1: It's probably what I'm going to do with XCOM 2. <laughs> I'm going to try it. I think I need to start over.
0: Are you done? Oh, you need to start over? What I, does that mean?
1: I think I screwed my Your guys up? up. You, you uh, killed just, the wrong guys? No, I just... I, I, I read a beginner guide the other day because I was like, I'm... There's just too much, and I'm too clueless about what to do. And I think I've just dug myself such a hole that I don't oh. think I can win. <laughs> so I think I'm just going to... But it, I, I view it as like playing another game of Civ. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like playing another Witcher 3. Right. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. It, it's more that...
0: It's replayable. It's replayable. Yeah.
1: Um, so I think I'm just going to start a new crew. Say goodbye to Ace and Volcano and Aww. Warden and... Poor guys. All those guys. Aww. Um, and then... But there's also some good expansions as well that I haven't even bought. <laughs> but i probably will at some point we'll, we'll see i wanted to mention about witcher 3 um there's this book i picked up which we're not going to talk about because i haven't read it and you haven't read it but we're going to talk about it someday It's called blood sweat and pixels by jason schreier and this book is about the making of video games and it has a chapter each on i think 10 different games yeah. so like destiny is in here uh, pillars of eternity um, Dragon Age Inquisition, but also Witcher Three. Yeah. So I read the first couple pages. I skipped to that chapter because I was, <laughs> I was just curious. And, um, and
0: on Unch- Un- Uncharted Four.
1: Here, little known fact that I'll, Uncharted 4, A little known fact that I I read just in the two pages I read is that the CD Red CD Project Red. CD, yeah, yeah. CD Project Red. CD Project Red with a K. Project. Project. Yep. Um. The The Witcher was such a point of pride in Poland as a piece of cultural mm-hmm. significance mm-hmm. that the Prime Minister or President or whatever gave a copy to Obama.
0: <laughs> of, of *Witcher* which three?
1: Uh Witcher two I don't know. Oh, I'm, not one, sure one one. I'm not sure which one. I'm not sure which one. But that's I, I just don't know how often one head of state gives to another head of state. Dude, you gotta play this. You gotta play
0: this game, dude. <laughs> I thought what's up, bro? No. What's even better? Is <laughs> I doubt Obama has played it. There's a there's a <laughs> maybe t- now there's a TV series coming out. I think it's I, I I forget if it's Netflix or whoever. But there's a freaking Witcher TV series. Oh my goodness! Really? Yeah. Okay. I just I kid you not. So, but all right, we have a uh, homework assignment. Homework is, homework assignment is reading Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. Blood, Sweat, and Pixels by Jason Schreier? Shry-
1: Shry- yes, it's uh, the triumphant, turbulent stories behind. How video games are made, including the stories behind Diablo three, Destiny, The Witcher three, Halo Wars, Uncharted four, Shovel Knight. Thank God they put an indie game in there. Shovel Knight. Have you played Shovel Knight? No, I haven't. But oh. I've,
0: heard of, I've heard of Shovel Knight.
1: It's pretty cool. Uh, Star Wars thirteen thirteen. What is that? I'm not even- Star Wars thirteen thirteen. was is. a
0: Star Wars game that everyone's very excited about. They released some, or or people saw a lot of. uh uh kind of not screenshots but like art and stuff from hmm. and then was cancelled. And uh it was kind of more of a dark it was gonna be a darker kind of Star Wars game, kind of okay. less less porgs, more kind of like adult violencey interesting. and and was was murdered. In it's right. bad.
1: Pillars of Eternity, Dragon Age Inquisition, and Stardew Valley. So there's another sort of smaller shop one. What's interesting is that of the games I've played on here, I think we have no overlap between yeah. the games you've you, played you've, and I've played.
0: You've only played the indie games. I've no, only no, played no. I've no, played,
1: played Diablo 3. I've played Shovel Knight. I've played Pillars of Eternity. And I've played Dragon Age Inquisition. <laughs> and you have played Uncharted 4 and The Witcher 3. I
0: <laughs> oh, believe. Let, me, let me see the list again. Let me see those. Is there another one? Oh, man. So maybe... Yeah. Maybe we,
1: we, Maybe before we... That's hilarious. In, in addition to reading the book... We should play book, each other's games. We should... We should... <laughs> Pick one of those games and both play it. So at least okay. we have some overlap. I don't know.
0: I don't know. It needs to be a short one. Well, I would say you should probably just play Shovel Knight because it's awesome. I, I've heard. I've heard.
1: I mean, unless you really hate old-style platformers.
0: Ooh. Um, I'm really bad at them. So am I. Yeah. Yeah. But it's worth it.
1: It's it's just a good game. I mean, he kills people with a shovel.
0: <laughs> I thought I was the one that likes survival horror. I'm just, just saying. In a
1: cartoonish
0: way. <laughs> it's a cute, cute shovel murdering. Well, oh. it's, it's
1: a guy walking around in plate mail armor. With a hopping, hopping around on a shovel like a pogo stick. I mean, how can you not <laughs> think that's amazing?
0: And killing people. Yeah,
1: and, and Pillars of Eternity. I mean, that's, that's basically Baldur's Gate Got re- redone. Got it. Um, which is fantastic, but I would not ask you to invest your time in that. Unless a, you were wanted to,
0: yeah, significant, significant, commitment. and I don't want to invest my time in
1: Stardew Valley because I might not come back. <laughs> Forever, you know what that is? No, it's like an Animal Crossing style. It's like one of these where, like, you cross. you just give up your normal life and you go live you, that life. You
0: farm in Stardew yes. Valley, yes. and then you take care of your Stardew Valley critters. And
1: yes, oh god, yeah, one mm-hmm. of those. I don't need that. <laughs>
0: they die if you don't pay attention to them. And I don't know how much of oh, I don't know how much all, of that there
1: is, but I just know that it's one of these things where you 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 recreate your life in stardew valley i, I have i have farming AR, is involved
0: <laughs> farming is involved speaking of animals i have a uh ar related news so mm. I, I have to talk about ar stuff just for a second okay so i got the i got the new iphone and i uh i got a i got a I was, well you did yeah i, Which got, one, the I got the x i got the x oh and i got the i got a a terrible i shouldn't say terrible i got a dragon i got a dragon app and so i can i can make dragons appear on my my table But apparently, you have to take care of your artificial reality dragons and feed them and play with them. Otherwise, they leave. (laughs) And then you can buy new artificial reality dragons. So we've
1: reinvented Tamagotchi.
0: Yeah, Tamagotchi in your house. Um, Yeah. Yeah, just just so you know. little AR-related news. Definitely don't need that. No, it's sad. All right, so we have a a book report. So we're both going to read this book, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. We
1: can't promise it'll be next time.
0: We're going to try, though. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna make an. I didn't attempt. want to
1: put that on you. I'll try.
0: I mean, I'll make a valiant attempt. Okay. Um, I we do have we I do have a little bit of a break coming up, so uh, I'll, I will try to read Blood sweat and Pixels, and um, we have a I think a pile of other other games and topics for next time. So okay. Context Free is a contrarian content production. Find out more information at contextfree.fm along with our show notes. Our theme music is Chocolate and Cocaine by Lorenzo's Music. Find out more about Lorenzo's Music at Lorenzo'sMusic.com.